in today's show. We recap everything that happened on Sunday in the NBA. Michael Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it, indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at BasketballMonster.com and at Yahoo Sports Australia. And you can find me on Twitter as always at RedRock underscore Beeble and on Instagram at Locked On Fantasy Basketball. This episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online is where the game starts. Thank you for making Locked On Fantasy Basketball your first listen every day. We are free. And available on all platforms. Nine games on a Sunday. Some of your fantasy leagues may have ended today. If it did and you won, congratulations. If you didn't win, oh well. Next year, hope you had fun during the year. This might be semi-final week. It might be first round of playoffs. It might be, disgustingly, the last week of your regular season. But from here on out, head-to-head leagues are in playoffs. Surely, surely, no, surely we're in playoffs after this. Um, Roto leagues, you've got three weeks to go to fight to the end of the year. So we're still going to be doing shows. Nothing's changing with the shows. Um, but yeah, I'm expecting less people to be watching because people's seasons are going to be over. That is the nature of the fantasy basketball game. But let's uh, let's talk about news. Let's talk about what we need to discuss that happened over the last day or so. So? Let's get it on, Gilly. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, let's look at news. James Wiseman suffered a setback with his knee. He won't be playing this regular season. I think that feels pretty pretty certain. There is some talk that Steph Curry might return before the end of the regular season. I wouldn't be holding out hope for it. And if he is, I would expect it's that last week of April only. So again, just be really cautious about holding. Even though it's Steph, be really cautious about holding zeros through that time. Fred Van Vliet and Shea Gildas-Alexander both sat down today. Um, it looks like they will play tomorrow. Um, and, and the same can be said for Justice Winslow. I, we didn't hear explicitly explicitly about Winslow. We did about Shea and Fred. Fred is is playing. Shea is probably playing. And I'd say Justice is probably playing as well for that Monday game, second half of a back-to-back. The disappointing news, although entirely predictable news, is that the headmaster, Jamal Murray, is not close to playing for the Nuggets. It's not a surprise. He tore his ACL in the first week of April last season. It's a 12-month, 12-month-plus injury at times. He, I didn't think, was ever coming back in March to make an impact and have been not, yeah, or not, yeah, yeah, telling you not to pick him up. That's what I've been suggesting. Um, And I think this news should again, we've got three weeks to go in the season. Is Jamal Murray coming back in those three weeks? Don't know. Is he coming back in those three weeks and playing 30 minutes a night? Zero chance. There's no way that is happening. And therefore, there is no way you should be holding him in fantasy leagues. There's just no, no, I just don't think he's going to play the regular season. Jeremy Grant's knee has flared up again. It's been a real, real problem for him. Massive issue here is his knee injury has caused him to miss again after he came back for one game, scored 40, and then that's it. This is the same bullshit the Pistons pulled at the end of last season. They did it to Corey Joseph as well. We'll see if they do it this year to Joseph um, as well. I don't know whether they will, but... The Jeremy Grant shenanigans have kicked in, 
and they will continue to be a plague for us for the rest of the way. He might play a few games. I don't know if he's completely sitting down. This is... Um, I don't doubt that he's got knee problems. I don't doubt it. It's just real convenient that every time we hit the middle of middle to end of March or you know, the last month of the season that it flares up. It's just... It's unfortunate timing for Jeremy, for sure. And... Um, you just got to hope that the Pistons don't make the playoffs next year because Grant obviously won't be able to play as his knee starts to give way as we head towards the end of the year. So that, that'll be a shame for them when they get to the playoffs and if they make it next season that Grant will be unavailable with this uh, persistent uh, annual knee problem towards the end of the year. That, so that's that's something to worry about, I guess. LaMarcus Aldridge will be out all of next week as well. So that fires up your Andre Drummond's a bit more and it gives Nick Claxton a boost of value as well because he may not have even played if Aldridge was healthy. But Aldridge is not healthy, so we don't actually care. So Claxton has that boost in value. Drummond has that boost in value for the Brooklyn Nets as well. Maybe they need a boost in their nutritional value, and that is done by getting Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar on the market. We all know that sometimes we have to suffer through health. Like, oh, I've got to go on this diet. I've got to take these supplements. And it's tough. And sometimes you go, man, I just bloody want a, I want a candy bar. I want some chocolate. Well, Built Bar can handle both of those things. Because all of these bars are covered in 100% real chocolate. Obi loses his mind. He wants a built Bar. He thinks his built Bar's at the door, maybe. Maybe that's what he's after. Built Bars are covered in 100% real chocolate. They're high in protein. 17 grams in most of the bars. Low in calories. 130 calories. Low in fat. Low in sugar. Low in carbs. What more could you ask for? A great tasting treat that also doubles as a nutritional protein bar? Yeah, sign me up. And to sign up... Go, you know, you're not signing up. You're just ordering bars. Go to built.com. Use the promo code LOCKED15 and you will save 15% off your order of Built Bars. Built Bar is built different. Um, Let's get into the games. First game. Blowout. A few of these on today. Yeah, a few blowouts. The Blazers and the Pacers was game one of the day, an early one. And Indiana smacked down 129-98 the final score. Trenton Watford continued to do his thing. 17 and 8, two steals, a block and two triples. Good schedule for the week. Good role for him. Yes, there was no uh, Winslow in this game, but I do expect him to play tomorrow. Well, Josh the Hitman Hart went from not giving any care at all to playing hard whatsoever to putting up some great numbers again. 26, 3 and 4, two steals on 85%. He was dreadful, and now he's great again. And I hate it. I absolutely hate it because I scoffed at it, and you know, I was wrong. Why are they playing 24 minutes a night of Chris Dunn? He had 11 points. He had nine assists. He had three steals. He shot well. These assists and steals are, are legit. He can get those. As much as I just I don't believe that I'm saying, like he is. He is a guy to add. Four games this week. It could go pear-shaped completely. But I, I don't expect Simon's back. So Dunn might be useful. I don't know what they're going to do with Drew Eubanks in his con contract. But 30 minutes, 12 and 8, he's a 12-teamer. And they at least brought Keon Johnson back into the rotation. They played him 19 minutes for five points. But him and McLemore and Allaby and Blevins and Hughes, they're not useful. i tell you who's also not useful because he's not good. Brandon Williams. He will get volume sometimes. But with Chris Dunn playing now, I don't know about the volume anymore. 25 minutes, 10 points. Zero rebounds, two assists. 20% shooting. And then 57% from the free throw line. This guy somehow is Westbrook lighting you, and it is not great, except he's not even getting the good counting stats that Westbrook uh, often gets. It's just been a disaster, and if you're in a category league, maybe you just can't deal with this shit, and that's completely understandable. It's very, very hard to um, 
it's very, very hard to deal with these gigantic negatives that he produces that it's not really being offset with a huge amount of positives. They do have four games this week, but I don't know, man. Like He's sliding out of discussions for me. For the Pacers, great game from O'Shea Brissett, 24-9 and nine with two threes. This does not make him a good player. This does not make him a must-roster guy. He shot 80%, which is great. 60, uh, six of six from the line, which is fantastic. I just I don't buy it. Right? I don't believe it. He's had this opportunity for weeks now, and he's just never done it. He's not a level of shooter. Um, I would leave him for streaming. I am interested in what the hell Justin Anderson just did. 36 minutes, 18, 6, and 4 with three threes. Remember Justin Anderson? Draft pick by the Mavs, played for the Sixers, showed some flashes of being a good NBA wing, and then just never really was able to stick for some reason. This was because Brogdon was out, Jackson was out, Duarte was out, of course. But, you know, I, I expect Brogdon and Duarte to play next game, which is going to limit what Anderson could do. But just keep it in your back of your head. It's a weird game. They, lost by, they won by 30 with a million guys out. Just keep it in the back of your head. The Red Rooster had 17 points on 100% shooting. Terry Taylor with two steals and a block. With some guys out, with Jackson out, he's at least pushing to deeper leagues. While Halliburton only played 24 and Heald only played 20. But they didn't need to play anymore. It was just an easy victory. And I think there'll be some limitations in these guys playing time in games this season. 24 for Halliburton, 10-4 and 7. Heald had 9 points on 22%. He did have two threes, two steals and two assists. And I'm going to give him an, an honorary Richie Benno. Two for two, two, two. Because he had 22% shooting as well. But the minutes is what worries me. While the dart, Goga Badadze. Problem with my Gogomobile. Gogomobile. No, not the dart. Not the dart. Yep. The dart, 12 points, 60%, two rebounds, three assists. Not a great game. The 24 minutes are okay. I still think we're worth having him or it's worth having him while Jackson is out, but you're not always going to get big ones. While uh, Jalen Smith had 17 and 18 minutes, we would have hoped for a little bit more playing time. But again, they just limited a whole bunch of blokes because this game really, for a team as shit as Indiana, this was as easy a game as they're going to get. And they just, they just sat blokes down. Simple as that. Let's look at the next one, another blowout. Memphis and Houston, a predictable blowout, of course. Memphis much better than Houston, 122-98. Desi Bain played 32. He had 24-5-7 with three steals on 62%. Of course, Ja Morant was out of this game. So Bain and Brooks and DeAnthony Melton getting those guard minutes. Brooksy had 20 points. Sure, but he just, again, the shots this bloke takes, again, almost went very rude there. He takes 32% usage. Can you just calm down, Brooksy? It's always he's going to be a big field goal percentage drain. He did have three steals, and that's good. And he should still be on a roster, but he's not pushing to 30 minutes. And we still really have very, very rarely seen Brooks, Bain, and Morant all play together. Melton played only 20 minutes, 16 and 7 with four threes. Just stream him while Jar is out. And the same goes for Tyus Jones, who had 13, 3, and 7 with a steal. Jaron got into some foul trouble early, but ended with 15 and 5 with three threes and three blocks. Pretty bloody good result in the end. Brandon Clark went from five blocks last game to six points in 22 minutes with one block, and Adams had five and nine. They were a little bit disappointing there. They are still 12-team league guys, but it's very specific, and there's going to be a lot of um, inconsistencies in their game. For the Rockets, they gave 27 minutes to Dennis Schroeder, so that's also six. 17-4-4. Look, they're good numbers from Schroeder, for sure. Is he a must-roster guy? I don't think so. The 27 fantasy points is solid enough. If you want to stream someone in from some assists and some points, no worries. But remember, Eric Gordon was out of this game. Jay Sean Tate, the wild thing. Um, yeah, it's you can say goodbye. Even the wild thing's gone well. I can't do much about that. Yeah, you can't, because you're getting jacked right off. 
been trending down for a while. been talking about him uh, as a drop for a long time as well, and I think it's pretty clear now. Four points in 17 minutes. He did have four fouls, but I don't actually care because he's playing low 20s anyway. KJ Martin, 29 minutes, 15 and four with a steal and a block. I, I want to believe in him as a must roster 12, but I'm not there yet. I just don't know about how that um, how that role sits every night. It's just, it's still inconsistent. That's what I'm trying to say. Shingun had 12 and nine, 71%. Good. Creeping up there, not a 12-team must roster, but streamable, yes. And the Crucifix played 21 minutes. Again, there was a blowout here. So Christian Wood, 21 minutes, 12 and 7. I expect him to sit some games would be my guess down the stretch here. Anyone talk about shithouse? Cousin Kevin Porter, 14 points. Uh, that's not shithouse. What are you talking about, Josh? Yeah, it is though. 14, 5 and 3 on 28% shooting on, and then 2 of 4 from the line. So just murdered those percentages. Well, Jalen Green had been playing well and he was awful as well. 8 and 3. 23% from the field, 67 from the line. Gary Bird started. He's struggling at the moment, Matthews. He's really not playing well at all. Two points in 18 minutes, and he's even moving away from being a three-point streamer is how poorly he is uh, executing that at this present time. The third game, big win for the Pelicans on the road against the struggling Hawks. 117-112, New Orleans wins it. Jonas Valanciunas. Jonas Vasilinovas. Big 26 and 12 double double. And with Devontae Graham out, they didn't start Jose Alvarado. They started Najee Marshall, but Jose delivered 15, 4 and 4 with three steals. As long as Devontae is out, Graham is going to be an assists and steals streamer. Bill Hernan Gomez played 15 minutes and double double. That's legendary, but I don't know if we can expect double doubles in 15 minutes. But he is providing some good rebound numbers throughout the year, while McCullum had 25, 4, and 8 on some rough shooting numbers, but still the volume's great. And we got 38 Jackson Hayes minutes. Now, until Ingram comes back, I feel really confident in him being a 12-team guy. Remember, the Pelicans have one of the best schedules for this week. All four of their games are on the low-volume days. So 12 and 12 for Hayes, good rosterable guy. Uh... Herbalife Jones had just 11 points, but three rebounds and four steals gets it done. While Marshall, in his start, had seven and six in 27 minutes. And he got the minutes over Trey Murphy in this one. It had trended the other direction before this game. Um, what are we going to do next? Let's go on to the Hawks side. That's what we're going to do now. Trey Young played through his quad issue or returned from his quad issue. 21, five and 10 in 34 minutes. While the Italian cock, Danilo Gallinari. That's the wrong noise. Oh, my God. Hands off my cock. That's much better. 41 minutes, 27, 5, and 3 with three threes. And when Johnny Collins out, Gallinari has some stream value. Of course, he's going to go up and down a lot. Bogdanovich had 21 in 33 minutes. While well, Dillon Wright, 27 minutes with Trey Young playing. Eight points, but two steals. 100% shooting. Steal stream option there for him. And he got minutes because Pants played just 18, missed all five of his shots. Kevin Herter. And DeAndre Hunter got 25 minutes and had 11-2-1 with two steals and a block. At least he brought defensive stats this time. But disappointing to see both of those guys lose their minutes. Herder, to me, is just a fringe 12 guy. Hunter probably is a 12 guy, but we all know the issues with his game and the lack of rebounds and assists. He had two boards here in those 25 minutes. Capella had 14-10 and 10 in 31, while it was a disappointing night for a Kongwu. He's still got a block, which is probably what you streamed him for, but missed his only shot in his 17 minutes that he played, which, of course... Uh, is a pretty disappointing result. It's not a disappointing result, though, for Bet Online because college basketball's here, and this is the number one spot for you to go to to check out all of that action, odds, contests, player props. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all of your sports betting needs and info. BetOnline remains the best spot for all of your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. 
And it's not just basketball. BetOnline is your continued source for all of your sports wagering information needs, including live betting and your favorite Vegas casino games. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and the action. BetOnline is where the game starts. Let's go to the next game. Yep, that's it. The Thunder and the Magic tanked their asses off. And in the end, the Magic squeaks over a victory 90 to 85. I assume they played four quarters. Um, the Thunder. No Shea, no Giddy, no Dort. We know that. Shea should be back tomorrow, as I said earlier. But this is the unpredictable bullshit that we've got to deal with with this team. Isaiah Roby, who'd played under 20 minutes for four straight games, had 11 and 10 in 29 minutes with three steals and two blocks. And this is why, at the beginning of last week, I said, hey, look, let's go with this guy. Like, we're getting 27, 30 minutes a night. It's rolling. And then we had this Olivier Saar nonsense that was chucked in there. I still am... I'm, I'm not going to bite on this with Roby because I think what will happen is when Shea plays, it, they just go smaller and they play Baisley at center more. I think it, the guy who won here, it's not... Lindy Waters or Teo Maladon or Trey Mann or Vic, Vic Krejci's 32 minutes. Yeah, that probably drops. But they all sort of played their regular role, those guards. It was just, we got more minutes for Roby. So I think he's the one that loses when Shea comes back. I could be wrong on that, of course. But that's how it looks. Baisley did have 18 in 28 minutes on 55%, but nothing else. Like one rebound, one steal, and was bad from the line. While Aaron Wiggins, holy shit, missed all eight of his shots. Had two points with four rebounds and three assists. He's wildly inconsistent. To me, he's not a 12-team guy. I'd rather Baisley. I'd rather Pokushevsky. Poku played 32. Only seven points on just a field goal murdering 15% on 20 attempts. Seven points on 20 shots is horrific. But he had seven rebounds, five assists, two steals, and two blocks. Basically, the anti-DeAndre Hunter. He's had 30 minutes in the last two games. You're going to have to deal with some field goal issues for sure. But those other numbers are strong. Well, Trey Mann thought that, hey, if Poku can destroy a field goal percentage, so can I. He had 13 points on 26%, two steals and a block with five rebounds. He hit three threes, and his streaming value is still there, at least for three-pointers, if not anything else. I said Lindy Waters played 21 minutes. I don't know if I said it. I should have said it. 12 points with four threes. This is what he does. He'll just take shots. Sometimes they go in, like today. Other times, he'll have three points on zero of nine shooting. So that is the worry with Lindy, and it's why we don't want to get too excited about him. But the Magic, 56 fantasy points for old mate Wendell Carter Jr. 30 and 16 with two steals, a block and two triples, 80% shooting. He's been awesome this season, a really big improver. And I think he is, um, I think he's a, um, yeah, not, well, I think he should be a candidate for most improved player. Trumra Kiki returned, played 31 minutes, only eight points, but two threes, two steals, a block and 11 rebounds. That's huge. His minutes had dwindled prior to this. But the Okiki Bamba minutes are still up in the air. I still think you want Schumer for this week. Franz Wagner had 11, 7, and 4 with two steals and a block. So not a great shooting night for Franz. 25%. While Bamba only 21 minutes. Had some fouls, three of them, but not many. 7 and 10. Now still hold. RJ Hampton continues to struggle. While Cole Anthony just a stinker. Six points on 14%. That is rough, but seven assists is good. And then Fultz under 20 minutes, 4-2-2. Two, two. You do not have to hold Markel Fultz. In fact, 
Get that garbage out of here! And then Gary Harris replaced Terence Ross in the rotation and had six points on 20%. They're just going to go back and forth, those two blokes, and sort of alternate their playing time would be my guess as we move forward. The next game, the Phoenix Suns. Takes overtime to get there, but they do get there against the Kings, though, without a lot of guys. No Cameron Payne, no Cameron Johnson, no Chris Paul. And then we had Jay Crowder leave the game and never return. Then we had foul outs for Aiton and McGee and Booker. Just a wild bunch of shit happening, and they still win. Booker, 37 minutes. 31-7-5. and five. Well, Shamit played 31 in the overtime. 21-5. and five. Big scoring night from Shamit. I don't care. I'm not streaming him in outside of deeper formats. Bridges played an astonishingly high 50 minutes. It means he played 45 regular uh, regulation minutes. That's too many, man. Monty, he's up. 27 points with two threes and two steals, while McGee had a nice 14 and 7 and 8 and 12 and 10. So not a lot to write about there. Without pain, they started Peyton, which is laughable. He did have three steals and two blocks, though, but I'm not caring for that. Aaron Holiday played 23, had 9, 5, and 7. Maybe some stream. Maybe some stream value for Holiday if... If Payne is out. The other one to watch here is Tory Craig, who played 31 minutes again. No Johnson, no Crowder, and Crowder got hurt again. So if he misses more time than Craig, who had 6 and 10 with two steals, actually is going to be probably a 12-team option, amazingly. But I think that's where we're going to be at for the rest of this week. For the Kings, there was no Fox. So Davion Mitchell started. He had 28 points with 9 assists and 4 threes in 46 minutes. Now that's great, but the Kings played two games this week. I wouldn't add him outside of streaming for that day. DeMontis Sabonis had 18, 12, and 6 with two steals. 79 from the field, which is great, but he hurt his knee. And he's going for an MRI tomorrow. He did stay in after hurting it for a little bit, but then went to the locker room and was immediately ruled out. So I think you have to be concerned. And if he misses one game this week, all I'm saying is be prepared to drop him. I wouldn't say he's an immediate drop if he misses one game, but if we hear he's out for a week or two weeks, you're probably going to have to make that move, aren't you? That means you could scoop Damian Jones, but they play two games. Jones had 13-7 and seven with two steals and a block. DiVincenzo, 29 minutes, still coming off the bench behind Justin Holiday for some reason. 13 points, three threes, three steals. Good. They played two games. Harrison Barnes, 21-4-3. Much better than his zero-point performance last time, but he plays two games. Very, very hard to justify holding. Mitchell or DiVincenzo or Jones or Barnes or Holiday or Metu. And even or Trey Lyles, another 33 minutes. This is the sign of a team that's terrible. 11-5 with two steals and a block. It's a pretty good line from Lyles, who's top 100 over the last two weeks, but they play two games. And I wouldn't want to use Lyles. I wouldn't want to hold him just to get two games out of him when one of those games is on an 11-game Wednesday. So you might play Trey Lyles once. It's just not going to be worth it. So a lot of interesting things here with the Sabonis injury, with Mitchell playing like this, with the Lyles minutes, with the DiVincenzo minutes. But ultimately, I'm not sure it's going to have really any sort of fantasy impact for this week ahead. Let's do the next game. The Jazz pull away in the end from the Knicks. 108-93, the final score there. Um, Don Mitchell returned, 37 minutes. That's a lot. 36 points, 7 triples, 8 rebounds, and 6 assists. Mike Conley and Bogdanovich and House and Forrest were all out of this game. Gobert had 14-8 and eight with 4 blocks, just a standard night, except he went 83% from the line, which is great. Well, Jordy Clarkson played 39 minutes. He had 23-7-4. and four. He started out really hot, cooled down a bit, but some really good numbers there from Clarko, who, with all these guys out, is seeing a real boost in his usage and his minutes. Wancho started, played 25 minutes, and had seven points with two threes and three steals. And Nikhil Alexander-Walker, is there a worse? Is that a worse 
line available anywhere? Maybe, maybe we'll find one. That's pretty shocking. Zero points, 18 minutes, 0 of 6 from the field. He was rescued by the fact that he somehow pulled six blocks out of his ass. No, he didn't. He pulled three blocks out of his ass. Some of the other... The other three are imaginary blocks. He had three blocks in total. But just to, to start with all those guys out, play 18 minutes and go scoreless, this is why he's struggled so much. He's just not very good, and he has so much inconsistency in his game. Uh, it is hard to trust that. 14 points for O'Neal with four triples and five rebounds, while uh, Rudy Gay had 13 and seven. Blocked a couple, had three threes. Good game from Rudy, but I, I don't really trust that he's going to get 26 a night or he's going to you know get these blocks or these threes. He's fine as a deeper league guy, but I don't think there's 12 value there. For the Knicks, uh, Rowan Barrett played 43 minutes. Of course he did. 24 and 7 with four threes, but hurt your percentages as he, he sometimes can do. While Fournier had 17 with two steals. Unfortunately for Fournier, he only played 28 minutes, which is a bit confusing because he wasn't their worst player today. He's on the fringes of 12s. Alec Burks had 10 points with three triples. Alec Burke. Yes, he's always going to shoot poorly, but he had three threes, five rebounds, and three assists. I think he's a 12-team guy. While Randall, um, just a rough night. 13-11 is all right, but 29% from the field. Jesus. No defensive stats, just one of his worst recent performances. Quickly had 16-4-4. Four, and four. Got to the line 11 times. Unfortunately, wasn't able to connect at the rate we would have liked. Eight of 11. That's actually a bit of a negative, but still useful enough to be a 12-teamer. While Mitchie Robinson, that's really trash. Two points and three boards in 26 minutes. That's just going missing. I don't know how that happens. Uh, Quentin Grimes went scoreless in his 14 minutes as well. All right, let's do the next one. The Celtics smacked the Nuggets here, 124-104. It wasn't really all that close. The margin was out big very, very early on. And the Nuggets, in fact, benched all of their starters to start the second half. Jason Tatum ended with 30 and 6, 7 assists, 6 triples, good game, 64%. While Jalen Brown, who had been outside the top 130 over the last two weeks, turned in a big performance, 30.6 rebounds, and did it really efficiently. Peyton Pritchard, another solid scoring game, 17 points, didn't miss a single shot, hit five threes. Of course, that's unrealistic to expect him to continue to do that, but he has been at least an option for a three streamer. The Rock DJ, Robbie Williams, had 8 and 9 with two blocks, I suppose. I screwed up the sound before. I better do it now at the correct time. He blocked two shots. It was also a good Grant Williams game, 13 and 6 with two blocks. He's been really off of late Williams. He's only just a deeper guy. While Marcus Smart's been the opposite, he's been awesome. And then he struggled. 7, 1, and 7, 33%. He'd been top 50 the last two weeks. This is a little bit of a disappointing game. While uh, Derek White, you surely have done it, surely. Get that garbage out of here! Yeah, you got to drop him. Six points in 23 minutes. There's no, no reason in 12-team leagues. To hold on to him, maybe you could consider 14, but even then, it's uh, it's not looking great at the moment. Also, not a good Al Horford game. He only played 24 minutes as they limited him in the blowout. 6, 5, and 3 for the Nuggets. Big Chunga still played 33 minutes despite being benched. 23, 8, and 4. Rough uh, 35% from the field. And the big stiffy, only 20 minutes for Bones. This is what we talked about with Bones. Is We love what he does, but it's 30 minutes some games, and it's, what, 20 of the others? And he actually started the second half. So... It's hard It's hard to put full faith in it. 11, 3, and 4. I think he's better than Monty Morris. I think he might be better than Will Barton, but we're not seeing that um, represented in minutes every game. Aaron Gordon only played 22. Honestly, he's not a top 200 player over the last two weeks. Is there any reason to hold him? I don't think so. 13 and 4 with nothing else, while Morris had 7, 4, and 4. Um, that's just back to boring old Monty Morris. 7, 4, and 4. And he shot 38% from the field. Um, when Barton plays, Morris struggles quite a bit. 
And again, you got to just make tough decisions. As for Will Barton, yeah, I think it's time. Get that garbage out of here! Eight and five with two threes. He'll have some 20-point games, but the bullshit in between, I don't know if it's actually worth it. Jeff Green had six in 23, while uh, DeMarcus Cousins and Davon Reed also started the second half. There's no read. No, DeMarcus Cousins still rostered in like 20% of 12-team leagues. There is no need for that. Guys, calm down. 12 points in 17 minutes for Boogie. Just a really, really poor performance from the Nuggets in a game they probably had to win. They are moving dangerously into play-in territory, uh, the play-in territory zone. Let's go to the next game. The last two games of the day, they uh, they really went down to the wire, didn't they? The Spurs get the win over the Warriors, 110-108. Joshie Richardson stayed on the bench with Josh Primo started, the two Joshes. 27 minutes for Richo, 25 points on 67% shooting and perfect 6 of 6 from the line. This is a great line. I don't think we expect this level of scoring prowess from Richo. Um, maybe he's a streamer, but again, the Spurs have two games this week. So while this might be great, yeah, I don't think it's an ad. DeJounte Murray, 19-6-8. Not his best, but fine. While Trey Jones had nine points, four, trip, four assists, sorry, two triples and two steals. He's playing much better. Devin Vassell struggled early on, but rescued his line, 12-6, three steals, three threes on 25% shooting, which is horrible. Drop him, though. You've got two games this week. See you later. Calden Johnson also shot poorly, 14-8-5 on 33% and 67 from the line. I think you've got to drop him. Especially if this is your finals week, you've got to look to get other players in who play more games. 26 minutes for Jacob. Jacob? Oh my God, that's disgusting. Jakob Pertle. 7 and 14 in those 26 minutes. Blocked two shots. 29% from the field. 3 of 6 from the line. If he had blocked one more shot, I would have lost my fantasy matchup for this week. So thank you, Jakob, for only blocking the two. Um, this is probably the toughest decision, but you're going to have to make it. Do you hold on to Pertle for this week with only two games? That's going to depend on who else is on your team. That's going to depend on how your roster shakes out. But I, I think you probably do. But in a 10-teamer and in a points league, I'm not sure that he's a must-hold player. For the Warriors, no Steph, obviously. Then Draymond got ejected. That's another one of the reasons I almost lost that matchup. I, I had Draymond. My opponent had Yucca Pertle, Joel. That was a good matchup, mate. And uh, I think the final score in that matchup, in a nine-category league, we ended up... Four, three, and two with two categories tied. Unless there's like a change in the stats or something changes there. But we had to tell we ended up. Yeah, so pretty uh, pretty lucky to get out of that, Joel. So good matchup. Anyway, I had Draymond. He got ejected, the dickhead. Um, he had, before he went out, four, six, and five in 18 minutes. Hold on to him. Wiggins, 16 and nine, but bad percentages there. And Johnny Kaminga, just 23 minutes. There's no need to roster John Kaminga in 12-team leagues. You've got to look at Otto Porter, though. He played 29. He had 16 and 15. Now, this is high watermark stuff with the rebounds. You don't just go and blindly add Porter because he can just be wildly inconsistent. But as a stream option, he's great. Jordy Poole's going to have a run here, I'd say. Top 20 over the last two weeks. He had 28 and 6 with four threes. And Clay Thompson's minutes restriction, I guess, is done. 38 minutes, 24.6 triples. He was also getting assists to start the year, and that's cooked. He had zero of them here. And he's still shooting poorly. He didn't get to the line and went 41% from the field. But he's getting the minutes and he's getting the shots. And that has obvious value for fantasy. No uh, no doubt in that. Let's do the last... Actually, before we do the last game, in the in the time of me talking about this game to now, there have actually been a stat correction on Jakob Pedal and he had one block for the game. So I end up winning that matchup 5-3-1. Ah, an ass kicking. 
Not really. It was bloody tight. But um, apparently that second block got rescinded from Jakob. So there you go. Let's look at the last game of the day. The Raptors pull out the close victory over the Philadelphia 76ers, 93-88. Siakam was great, 26-10-5. No defensive stats, but great efficiency. They started really big. They started with the big tree and the big sneeze. Birch and Achua up front. 34 minutes for Achua, 21-9. He's been putting up some okay numbers now. I wouldn't say he's a must-roster guy, but at least some stream value. But remember, there was no Van Vliet or Ananobi here. And when they both return, Van Vliet will be tomorrow. Uh, uh, and I know be another week, you would guess. There's going to be no value here. Boucher also, big game. 39 minutes, 12 and 14, a triple one. Shot poorly, but when Van Vliet's out, he's worth a stream. When Van Vliet's back, he goes back to doing nothing. Birch didn't do much, four points on 17%. Well, Gaz Trent, man, this bloke really knows how to blow up your field goal percentage. Nine points on 15%. He had a steal, but man, that is some rough shooting. Well, Scotland Barnes also killed you. Killed you. 13-6-4 is good on the surface, but missed all three of his free throws and shot six of 21 from the field. That would have cost people matchups. He's been awesome. This was really bad from a fantasy percentage point of view. But, yeah, we take that from some of the other big games he gave us. For the Sixers, Thibel, 34 minutes. He was holding his wrist a little bit in this game, so let's watch that. 12 points with two threes, three steals and four blocks. So brought the defense in a huge way. Also was really big, especially early offensively. Harden had 17, 9, and 8. Only 7 of 10 from the line. While Embiid, 37 minutes, 21, and 13. You have to wonder whether Embiid's going to play tomorrow. After this, he shot 30% from the field, which is rough. Maxi was strong, 19, 1, and 4, but not much supporting numbers there. While Toby Harris, the, uh, the thin broomstick, he struggled his way to 5 points in 27 minutes. Had 5 fouls, so that's why the low minutes. Uh, 4 assists and 5 rebounds. So just a poor game. And DeAndre Jordan, why does any team think that this bloke needs to play minutes, let alone get signed? It is unbelievable to me. What is he doing on a roster? A sentence I could have said for the last four years. Doc, figure your shit out. Just put Goldfinger out there. Charlie Bassey. This makes no sense. I know it's only 11 minutes, but Jesus Christ, it's like some of the worst 11 minutes of basketball you could possibly see. George Niang, 11 points in 29 minutes with three threes. He's getting his threes up, and if you need three streamers for someone who's not going to be rostered in many spots, maybe Georgie's the guy you have a look at. The lines of the night. Your monstrous is Don Mitchell. The waiver wire is Davion Mitchell. Your young gun of the night is Des Bain. And your dud of the night, of course, is Brandon Williams. Top 10 players today. Don Mitchell at one, followed by Tatum, then Bain, Wendell Carter, Devin Booker, Davion Mitchell, Josh Hart, O'Shea Brissett, Trey Young, and Jonas Valanciunas. Your top 10 players rostered in under 50% of leagues. Davion Mitchell, I don't care. They've got two games this week. Don't add him. O'Shea Brissett, I'm not falling for it. Isaiah Roby, I'm also not falling for it. Josh Richardson, eh, probably not. Justin Anderson, watch it, but no. Otto Porter, not falling. Rudy Gay, not falling. Peyton Pritchard, no. Jose Alvarado, maybe. Four games this week, maybe for Jose. Could be a stream option. And then Danilo Gallinari, yes. So a lot of traps, I reckon, in that uh, those under-rostered guys. Points leagues. Number one player today was Wendell Carter, followed by Don Mitchell, Des Bain, Jonas Valanciunas, Devin Booker, Jason Tatum, DeMontis Sabonis, Joel Embiid, Davion Mitchell, and CJ McCollum. And that will do it for me today. Don't forget to follow this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and on the Odyssey app. If you are here on YouTube, thumb it up. Leave your comments down below, guys. We are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.